You're listening to a podcast from 702 and Cape Talk. 702 and Cape Talk. Take your bites with Aki Anastasio. Hello, Aki. Eusebius, good morning to you. How are you doing? Why are you all cheery? You've just told me you're depressed about the country. I am depressed. I, I mean, I'm just like, if it's not the rape, it's this, that. And gangsterism. And gangsterism and everything. But when I capture. see you, I, uh, <laughs> I you, you know what? You've got this positivity and you've got this logic about it. And I suppose that, I'm, and I'm a very optimistic person by nature. But, you know, sometimes things do get you down. There's no I'm doubt about it. I'm positive by nature. I think, I think one of the – we are weird as South Africans. We've got certain coping mechanisms. One of them is humor. We laugh yes. at ourselves at some point. Yes. And then the other tendency is that we like a pendulum swing between extreme pessimism yeah. and moments of elation. On Friday, for example, from the point of view of broadcasting, and ask my team, by, by the time it was 12 o'clock, I was like – 30 seconds away from tears just discussing the yeah. rape scourge in the country, right? Yeah. It's not like anything is new, but if you allow yourself, as you should, to be fully present in discussing these issues in our country, it starts gnawing away at you. Mm, mm. And then you have to do the other extreme, as you've noticed on Instagram. Then you have to go and make sure that you just unwind. But you, I mean, you can't live in extremes. You know what exactly. I mean? You, you, it, it's, the it, body can only handle so many extremes, whether it be extreme skepticism mm, and sadness yeah. or extreme elation. Extremes are not a mode that you can be in permanently. And I think at a national level, our national psyche is almost like that. Yeah. And then you get the other side of the coin where people say to you, you know, I, actually I've switched off from listening to you, to news and everything, but yet they can quote what you're saying. Um, but I also think that's the wrong approach because you cannot divorce yourself from the reality that's, that's happening right. in the country. Yeah. So you've got to deal with yeah. it head on. And by dealing with it head on, you've got to listen to it. You've got to analyze it. Mm. You've got to it's think about what the solutions are. With. But you c- cannot ignore it. Mm. It's a yeah. lot. It's a lot. Thank goodness the Guptas did not uh, capture our sense of humor. <laughs> because there are certain South African tropes that keep us from going over the brink. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think every now and then we remember the so-called political miracle of the 1990s. And we think, okay, if only we can tap into whatever worked or half worked, not fully worked, then to deal with, say, rape now, to deal with cancer, to deal with a health crisis, maybe we can get things right. But boy, oh boy, oh boy, there's plenty of reasons to be depressed if you want it to be. Well, yes, but here's the thing. If you want some optimism and light at this, and I ask this to people that complain about things and go on and on, I say to them, Since 1994, has your life got worse or has it got better? And I have yet to meet someone who says to me that my life has got worse. You know, if I had to open the the phone lines now on that question, it would be interesting. I I don't know. And I think... I'm going to test it tomorrow morning on the open line. Here's some homework for the listeners to, to, to think about. We are so living in the extremes that people's answer to that question, here's my Dr. Phil moment. Yes itself depends on what they had for breakfast. So well, today I might wake up going, oh, I'm hot full of the gangsterism here in Eldos. And my answer will be, life is worse. At least I used to get my pension on time in mm-hmm. 1980. And then tomorrow, Bafana Bafana win an unlikely match. And then we all go, Lord, I don't miss the 80s, eh? So it, it's weird how even you, even our answer to your question depends on, on, on which side of the bed we woke up from. But let me expand on that as well, because uh, it's, it's an interesting one, because... If you are, depending on which category you fit in socioeconomically, so for those people who socioeconomically their life should have got worse. Yes, of course. Yeah. I don't think yeah. it necessarily yeah, I, has I, in I, some regard. So it's an interesting question to pose. Okay, um, we're going to pose it. 
Aki has he's being a teacher here. He's given you homework. We'll see what your answers are tomorrow morning on the open line. It's a really interesting question. So hold your horses. I can see the lines going crazy there. One of the things that does put a smile on my face is the incredible advancements in technology all the time, yes. which is why your segment is actually one of the nicest segments on radio because it tells us about really interesting stuff about people who are ahead of the curve. What's the first one we're going to look at? Well, I've, I've, Don't I've, tell me there's another Apple phone. No, no this is the one I was, I've, I've been reviewing it over the weekend, and okay. it's the new iPhone. But they all look the same, man. How many iPhones are there now? Well, this is the latest one. This yeah. is the flagship. It's the iPhone XS Max. So it's the biggest iPhone they've ever made, and the fastest and all the everything better and it is everything better and if you're wondering why now the key thing here is uh, should you be upgrading to this phone and uh, borrow your face it's got face id here you can just let me smile <laughs> no it won't pick it up from that side but but you see this this device is is expensive uh, you know the, the the top of the range one costs thirty two thousand rand Thirty-two thousand rand. They started twenty-two thousand rand, but the thing is that the chip inside, as I mentioned uh, earlier, uh, the A12 Bionic chip is fifty percent faster. The phone is really fast. The battery is more efficient. The camera is better, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The question is that everybody asks me is that do I upgrade? Is it worth an upgrade? Because this phone is not cheap, and um, you know it's a it's a tough question. You know if you want to if you want to be uh, and it looks exactly the same as the other phone, but there are differences when you start using it, and that for me is a good enough reason for me to upgrade. But a lot of people are saying, listen, I can't afford it. And if you look at the contracts, the previous contract, if you were due for an upgrade, you're going to be adding a few rants extra. Um, so I was over at the iStore over the weekend, and they've introduced a, a, some other finance options. Now remember that in the past, what would happen is that phones have, were subsidized by, by the networks, so they would factor into that price and help reduce the cost of your monthly contract. Now, phones are no longer subsidized. They've done away with the subsidy. So when you get your bill, you'll see that the cost of the phone is listed separate to the package that you've got on your phone. So what they've done is, uh, with FNB, for example, is one of the options, and I tell people, just shop around, negotiate with the network, Tell them this is what you want, this is what I'm getting, negotiate for the price. So um, F&B, for example, have taken the cost of this away. They've got this at the iStores that you can now uh, – F&B finances the cost of the phone on a monthly basis. So it's almost like you're buying something on budget and you pay it off over 24 months at prime. And it actually works out cheaper – that when you separate your contract and the cost of the device by going to the network itself. So you still oh, stay wow. with Vodacom or MTN or CellC or Telcom, wherever you might be. Mm. But the F&B finance option works out cheaper when mm. you do it this way. Plus they give you, for example, uh, uh, an Apple iCare uh, mm. package. So you, if your screen breaks, you get one screen repair. So you've got other advantages of it. So there's one option that you can look at if you want to get a new iPhone and finance, finance your device. But why is it value for money ultimately, if at all? Well, it's just, it's it's new, it's the latest, it's the greatest phone. And, you know, it's quite interesting. It's more of a status symbol than anything else. I but think. it's not it's a Samsung. As, aspirational. Well, the Samsungs are just as great and they're just as expensive. Slightly cheaper. Oh. Uh, the, I mean, the Note 9, for example, is a fantastic device. As an Android phone, it is cheaper than the Apple iPhones. Mm. But um, I think that once you're stuck in an ecosystem, it's difficult to get out of the ecosystem. Because remember, you've already downloaded all your apps, you're used to it and used to it. And I can't fault the new phones, but they are expensive. And I guess that when you start doing research and building stuff, it does add to the cost of the device. Mm. But um, 
they've spared nothing on the device. But my advice to you is that, uh, and I did this poll on, on, on Twitter the other day, and most people said they're not going to upgrade because it's too expensive. But look at the upgrade options. Shop around, negotiate with your network, or go into the iStore, get a, a deal over there. They've got different deals. But, you know, there are different pricing options out there. Anonymous says that they it doesn't have an audio jack. Well, you have to get one separately. What is an audio jack? No, this is the, at the bottom. You have to plug in your headphones. It's all wireless now. Oh, okay. You know? So they did away with audio jack a few years ago. So, and, and now you get an adapter. Yeah. Okay? You've yeah. got an audio jack. I don't know what I have. No. I probably don't even use half the functions. You don't, well, you don't use it, but today everything's wireless. You no. know, when, they, when Apple started saying that, you know, we're not going to have this audio jack because the headphones are going to be wireless, they are, and that's okay. where headphones are going. Now, our second story is a, a sad story because it's about um, misogyny and patriarchy that has gone smart. Yes. We're now going to ask Alexia to also be <laughs> 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 to be doing all sorts of things for us as men. You know what? I was I was I was uh, busy shopping around the other day, and I bought this gadget because I, I saw it uh, being advertised somewhere, and I saw it in the shop, and I said I want this because uh, well, that one, one frustration I have in my house is I always cannot find the remote. For the aircon, so this uh, this is the Sensibo gadget. So what it does is it it it, it you, you got something that you stick onto your aircon and it talks to another device that's plugged into your network. And what's so cool about this is that you can now it, it, I see what you did there. What's what so cool about this? What? What's so cool? Oh, what's so cool about oh, it? Oh, yes, oh, no, that just oh, came naturally. Oh, yeah. But you see this from my phone, for example, in my home, uh, that I can switch the aircon here from now. I can pre-program it. I can set it to say that, yes. you know, when I'm in my house and the temperature gets too below or above a certain point, switch the aircon automatically. I don't have to use my hands. I can talk to it. I can do all sorts of things, even remotely. Um, and the phone is so clever that it even knows when you're approaching your home. So you can put all of this stuff in so that when I'm two kilometers away from my home, uh, set the temperature at this rate that the aircon switches on so that I arrive in my home and it's cool. First, Alexa, first world Alexa, prepare the aircon for Aki. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, you, know, you just say, Alexa, aircon 16 degrees. It'll now, adjust it to 16 bong, degrees. Bongani Bingwe had a question because, you know, he's, he's very prudent with his money. Yes. You're saying this thing's like expensive. No, this one isn't actually. It, it costs about a thousand. There's a new model okay. out that's a bit more expensive. Okay. Um, uh, uh, this one is on special at the moment, but mm. uh, it's the the older model. But the actual technology and how it works, and and that's just, I, I use it as a case study in my home just to try and get as many IoT devices as I can to use my hands as less possible to allow my hands to do other things. Like too much information. It's like not cooking, Friday 11 like o'clock. While you're cooking. Imagine yes. while you're cooking. You're Moving trying to turn your swiftly along. <laughs> For security obsessed South Africans, the next story in particular, because now you can know when Aki is approaching you with his hands, what is in his pocket, you'll be able to partly know an answer. This is, this is quite Amazing. wild. A company called Athena Security, and this is so scary, guys. They've developed a camera system. It uses artificial intelligence, cloud technology, to spot guns and alert authorities. So they've already got it in a school in the U.S. And they're basically, this, uh, the system can recognize if someone's carrying a weapon. It will be able to notify the police um, and, and use a whole lot of other things. But once it spots a gun in the vicinity, it sends that information to the cloud. Um, and then you can start identifying if that person's behaving 
abnormally, uh, if they're carrying more than one weapon, for example. And then it will obviously give you, the if, you, if you're if you at the school, for example, or if you're in a, in a shopping mall, for example, you'll be able to get an alert to say there are this person and that person's carrying a weapon, you know, and then you can even identify their features to say, no, it's okay, it's a security guy. It's already it's on the market. They're using it in America. They're using yeah. it at a school Quite in America. Sad, eh? the rest of it is, it is very, very sad. Mm. Um, but... You know, really, they they they're able now to 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 really define and find out who's using uh, what technology and who's carrying a gun, for example. But in China, I was reading this fascinating article in the world in in, in China. They now st- got this credit scoring system. Have you read about this no. in China? It's it's actually amazing, but very scary. So everyone is being recognized by facial recognition, um, and they're starting to score you on how. You, how you act in society, if you pay your fines in yeah, time, yeah, if you're so good, if you're a bad person, yeah. um, your credit record instantly. So if you can imagine a busy street with all these people walking and everybody's got a certain value attached to them, the government knows everything about those people. And in China, it's 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 a good thing and it's a bad thing, but, you know, your whole rights, we, we become a number, right? Yeah. Um, 100%. And I don't know I don't know if I'm a, a for or against something like that. I don't think you're a for. I think you're more six. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. Oh, I'll do it again next Monday. week.